Good morning. I uh, hope that you all are having a, uh, a good day today. And um, if you have your Bibles, uh, we are we'll be in the book of Galatians, chapter five, verse twenty-two through twenty-three. Galatians five, <clears throat> twenty-two through twenty-three. The Word of God says this is, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to come together here today. We pray, Lord, that we can obey you in all things. Lord, I pray for leader, uh, leadership. I pray for guidance. I pray you watch over our church assembly, that you watch over our community, our neighbor, our, our country, the world over, Lord, is continue to uh, deliver us from the evil, uh, from the oppression. Uh, we just pray, Lord, that you uh, continue to help us uh, better understand your will. And uh, Lord, I thank you for my home in heaven. I thank you for your saving grace. I thank you for saving my soul. And Lord, I pray that uh, somebody will get something out of this message that will help their life. Lord, I pray that I'm a help today and not a hindrance. Through you, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. Today, <clears throat> we're following the fruits of the Spirit that we preached last week. Now, last week we covered uh, the first three fruits that are mentioned, which is love, it is joy, and it is peace. And we talked about those being emotional gifts, uh, gifts that we feel inside, uh, things that change our attitude. They're not... Uh, typically maybe things that we can see immediately in people's lives that change, but uh, there's things that are inside of you that when you accept Christ as your uh, Savior, when you become a Christian, you turn your life over to Him, and He becomes your uh, Savior, your saving grace. You get those three things, and those three things are within yourself, the love that you, you have, the joy uh, that you have, and the peace, the rest that you have. And my goodness, it's such a blessing to have those three things. But uh, as we said last week, the, I, I was going to preach this as one message, but I didn't figure y'all wanted to sit there for an hour and a half. So it ended up getting broken apart into three messages, and we're going to cover the next three fruits of the Spirit. Now, before I get into it, I want us to make sure that we know that, that word fruit, once again, it comes from that word carpos, which is talking about it is it is the energy of a living organism that is produced okay it's the it's that instantaneous that things that things that you do that you don't even think about that that part of the brain that we have that emits that signal to keeps our lungs functioning that keeps our hearts beating it's that same principle when the spirit enters your life is what's written in the greek that's what paul's trying to write to the church of galatians it's that fruit, it's that natural uh, thing that automatically happens that we don't even have to think about. It just comes into you because the Spirit of God is within you. So you have those things because of that. And the next three things that we're going to cover are three more fruits. And the last ones were emotional uh, last Sunday, but this Sunday they're going to be visible. They're going to be visible proof. They're going to be things that you should be able to see uh, when you're around somebody and be able to experience them. Now, uh, the first one that we come across is you have the fruit of <clears throat> long-suffering. Now, when you look up 
a lot of different translations. It translates that to patience. And I'll say that's 100% correct on how to translate that to something we understand a little easier. But uh, macrothumia, I believe, is, is the word that is used to translate there. It's a compound word between macros, which means long, and thumos, which means temper. You have a long time to get your temper up. So uh, being patient, it takes you a long time to get you angry. Not saying that you'll never get angry, uh, but it takes a lot to get you there. Uh, the, the word can also be translated as forbearance or fortitude. Or, you know, it's pretty much, it's patience pretty much every way you look at it. It's being able to withstand something for a while. I'm glad that the Spirit uh, gives us enough power uh, to remain cool, calm, and collected uh, longer than the natural man can, okay? Now, patience... I, I read that, and I immediately, I don't know if anybody else does this, but I immediately turn to thinking about road rage. I, I turn to thinking about how angry sometimes I get that somebody cut me off in traffic. I think about uh, how something at work can make me angry, how something at home can make me angry at just the drop of a hat. I, I think of having a short fuse of standing in a line waiting for something. I I'll tell you, I'll go shopping places sometimes, and I I've done this, and you know, I, I may be ashamed to say it a little bit, but I've spent 30 to 45 minutes shopping at a place, and I get up front, and the lines are so long, I determine right there, just, just forget it. I just leave the cart and walk out. There's no way I'm not standing in line for 15 minutes uh, to pay for something uh, that I should be able to quickly. And what that is, is we need to understand as a church is patience. We got to be able to have a place that we can not lose our tempers over something so simple, over something so easy. We, we lose our temper, temper sometimes when we get our people get our order wrong in the drive-thru. I've been there. We we all know people with short fuses, and you can probably look to the closest person to you and realize that they probably have a temper that they don't need, and then you can go and find you a mirror and look in the mirror, and you can see somebody that also has a temper, probably, uh, that you don't need to have. We should have patience. The fruit of the Spirit, a visible fruit of the Spirit, is patience. You know, I'm glad... I'm glad that, that the Lord is not short-fused like me. In Isaiah 55, 8, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my or your ways my ways, saith the Lord. He's nothing, he, he's not like us. He doesn't have that short fuse. He doesn't get angry over nothing. I've heard it compared before that if you want to get to know somebody, play them in a game of Monopoly. <laughs> I think my wife can attest to that because she's only played Monopoly with me maybe once or twice, and I try to dominate, okay? And, and it, that's that way with any kind of game that I play. I, I try to dominate. So it turns into more of a less of a fun game for me in terms of I want to win. And she does not have the patience to put up with me uh, trying to take up and steal all the property, buy everything up, you know? <laughs> you play with somebody with Monopoly, you'll, you'll sometimes reveal just how ridiculously... Uh, ridiculous some of their thoughts are or how much they want to win or something like that. I've also said if you want to see somebody really how they are you take them fishing you give them the worst rod and reel you give them the bait that's hard to you let them hit the tree line with the buzz bait 
so you have to pull the boat in every few minutes you you, you take them fishing and run across issues you do something you play them in a sport that you're really good at and you know that you can beat them at that's what you do sometimes if you really want to get to know somebody that's where you'll see patience god works on a much slower time frame than we do because to god there is no time god doesn't have day and night and god doesn't have uh, seasons uh, you know he, he isn't limited to timing he isn't limited to seasons he's only limited to what he chooses to do he created time he created the sun he created all the planets and the stars i thought of a time not too long ago that I took my little girl, I guess she was maybe two at the time, she might have been three, I took her out to eat with me and a buddy of mine, and we, we went to eat, and she was sitting there next to me eating, and she stood up, you know, like most two or three year olds do in the chair, and she was kind of doing whatever, me and my friend were talking, and then I, uh, I looked at her, and she leaned over towards my plate, and she spit out an entire mouth of food all over my plate all over my food and I, I remember that happening and I just kind of you know just pushed her back to her chair pretty good I kind of cleaned the stuff off my plate you know I might have you know hey let's Leela stay over there and I just continued to converse with my friends kept on eating my food and I remember him looking at me thinking what is wrong with you and he said how did you stay collected how, how, how did that happen and you not blow your top. <laughs> you know? And I'll say this. I might not have done that two or three years ago with my other child. But I'm glad that God has given me patience. And it wasn't me that was able to take a child spitting in my food and just brush it off like it's nothing. And I'm not trying to boast about myself or the patience that I have. My wife can contest to that all day long and say, no, he doesn't have the patience he needs to have. But... I'm glad he can provide us patience. That fruit of the Spirit, I, I, I've witnessed it and I felt it. That I, sh I, I didn't know where it came from, and I know that it came from God. You know, uh, Proverbs 15, 18 says, A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. Slow to anger. What do you think that means? He's patient. Somebody that is patient stops problems. Patience keeps troubles away. Patience is something that is not something you see so often in a, in a way that our society works. Is patience is not something that's normal. Everything is now, now, now. Everything is fast food. Everything is quick service. We see people trampling other people in shopping centers, fighting over toys in the holidays. Uh, we see all kinds of things where people want something now. Yesterday, we have three days shipping, buy it online. We have all these things at our fingertips, and we have lost the human sense of patience, but I'm glad that we have to depend on the Spirit to really give us patience that we need. Patience is a gift of the Spirit. That fruit that we need in our lives. The next thing beyond patience, beyond long-suffering, after that we find the word gentleness. Now, I think that we can take that word and we can understand physically, yeah, that, that definitely means to be gentle, but I want to turn beyond that because we all know how to be gentle as in physical and i i, 
I'm not really for certain that's what Paul was trying to say <clears throat> because so much of what he's trying to say in this doesn't mean like a physical action. Uh, gentleness is more of a, in my opinion, of how we speak, how we carry ourselves, how we react to things. We face people in the world, and I want you to realize what the world teaches. The world teaches us harsh stances, hard stances on so many things. You, you see ugly ways that we have created TV shows that we bring people in only for the highlight to be people being fired. Only for the highlight of the show is for people to get dumped and say they're not as good as the other people. For sporting events and all the ones that are winners and there are losers. We have a society <clears throat> that doesn't really look for gentleness. One of the most violent sports in the world, which is, you know, football in my opinion. We love it and I love it. Is there anything gentle about a football game where almost every play you hit somebody, you push somebody, you knock somebody down? The gentleness is not something the world pushes. Philippians 4, 5 says, Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. If you look up that word for moderation, that moderation can mean gentleness. That moderation can mean being considerate. People should notice that you are not mean. Did you hear me? People should notice that you are nice, that you are gentle, that you converse, that you speak in a way that you are not commanding or ugly or bitter or, or, or judgmental. People should see that you care, okay? People should know when they're around you and they speak to you that you have a gentle tone, that you're not mean, that you're not cut through. And the next time that you have a harsh a tone or, or the next time you want to speak bad of somebody that you know, you want to backbite, you want to gossip, you want to do all these different things that are the opposite of gentleness, be gentle. If you want to say something mean about somebody, say something good about somebody. That's tough. I know. I know that it's tough, but <laughs> I know that the Bible shows us that we, we should be gentle, that that fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. Jesus shows us multiple times being gentle. I want you to realize how gentle he truly was. He, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he, and he went back and told these guys to pray, and he kept finding them asleep. Did he ever just say to him, well, just forget it, y'all ain't, ain't worth nothing, you're going to leave me anyway? Did he? Did he ever say mean, cruel things? And yes, he pointed things out, and yes, there's times for certain things in your life, but Jesus was so gentle with everything. that He shows us multiple times being gentle. There's times for that tough love, but there are just as often times for gentleness. Being gentle is a sign of having power, but being able to stay humble by suppressing yourself. Gentleness. I want you to realize this, church. Being gentle, a perfect example, is having the power to be mean, but refraining from doing it. Do you not think that Jesus could have came down and had rule, had dominion, and had all of his royal subjects, had everything in his power in certain places? No. 
he was gentle. He had the power to do those things, but he chose to be gentle. And being that, that gentle and being able to suppress yourself, that leads us to the very next fruit. And I'm, I'm kind of glad that these three fruits, they kind of, they kind of slide together. Okay, You have patience, you have gentleness, you have goodness. Three things that you should visibly be able to see in a Christian. Now, we get to goodness, and a lot of different Bibles translate that kindness, and I'll agree with that translation. You might say, I'm good. Preacher, I'm I behave. <laughs> and that's not really what it's trying to say. Do you know what leads people to repentance? The Bible tells us what leads people to repentance is the goodness of God. Okay? Romans 2 4 says, Or despiseth thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, knowing not that what? That the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Praise the Lord. The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. The good things that God has done will lead you to salvation. So we see this goodness that comes from God not only draws people to Him so that they might be saved, but it being a gift, a fruit of the Spirit, please realize this. You may show this goodness to others so that they can seek salvation. You can show this goodness so that anybody else can find salvation because of God and because of what they see within you. Praise the Lord. Throw out any idea of what you, of what you have or what a Christian should be and only use this word. Is that person good? Is that a good man? Is that a good woman? Is that something somebody would say about you? Does the goodness of God shine from your life so that others may look and thirst for the fountain of living water that lives within you? Do, do, do people yearn for what you have? I, I, I know a lady in particular, and I won't say her name, but she is just so peaceful, so loving, she seems so good. Of these three words that we're covering, uh, the patience, the gentleness, the kindness, if I could put a, a, a person that fits that bill, there's one person in particular I know that fits that bill. And I was talking to her daughter one day about it. She said, you know, she seems like this person, and she kind of rolled her eyes at me. She says, you know, I'm her daughter. She can get mean. <laughs> Is this like, We've already said in this message we we know that people we know that there's a time for 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 long suffering we know there's a time to be straightforward too but I'm glad that the gift of the spirit should be something that we see we should bear evidence that Jesus Christ is entering in our life we should be able to have evidence that the spirit has worked within us and that translates to kindness when was the last time you were genuinely kind to a stranger. When was the last time you went out of your way to show love, to show joy, to show peace, to show patience? Can you recall being kind and going out of your way? 
I want you to realize something today. That is the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is to show that you care. The fruit of the Spirit is to show people and they should see it in your life. Jesus was the ultimate role model for all these gifts, all these fruits that he's placed upon, all these things that blossom in our life that we have no no kind of, uh, I don't understand why I have them sometimes. I'm not, I'm not a good person, but I'm glad that he's good. He makes me good. He gives us the kindness to be lovable. He, he, he came to die to save a sinner like me. Jesus had the kindness to love the unlovable. He had the kindness to treasure the untreasurable. And as we focus this week on the evidence-based fruits, what do people see in your life? Do they see somebody that is patient? Do they see somebody that is gentle and not harsh? Do they see somebody that's kind? If there is something you could write on a sticker and place it in your car or place it where you work, it would be these three fruits. It would be the kindness. It would be the patience. It would be the gentleness. Those fundamental, those, those fruits that are so powerful, those fruits that are evidence-based, that people can see, do you have them in your life? I'm glad that, you know, you could possibly have some of these naturally, but I want you to know something. Christ is the one that gives the real ones. The ones that go way beyond anything that you could ever do. I'll challenge you this week, everybody that's listening to this. Do you have evidence-based fruits of the Spirit? As we dismiss in prayer, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day that you've given us. Lord, I thank you for watching over us. Lord, I thank you for your power upon high. Lord, I pray that our church family, that our people have these evidence-based fruits. Lord, I pray that we have these fruits of the Spirit, the six that we've covered. I, I hope that they're manifested, that they grow, that they're, they're within each and every one of the believers, Lord, that are listening this morning. If they're not, Lord, I pray that they call upon repentance. Lord, I pray that they fall upon their face. and. Lord, I pray they seek you before it's everlasting too late. Thank you for your love and peace and joy that you've given to my life. In Jesus' name I ask, Lord. Amen.